Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perak Tess. Let's go back to Pasuk Yud by Yehimiksei Esrim Shana to clarify what we learned briefly yesterday a very strange incident between Melech Shlomo and Melech Hiram of Tsar. Now, we've learned before that there was no bigger hero in the building of the base Mikdash than Hiram Melech Tsar. He supplied the cedar wood, the um, the cypress wood, the gold, the craftsmanship to Shlomo, and all he asked for in return was that Shlomo provide food provisions for his retinue, for his servants, etc., which Shlomo gladly undertook. In fact, the Medrash says that even after the Beis Hamikdash was built, Shlomo continued these payments the lifetime uh, of Hiram. So, we pick it up on Yud. It took 20 years for Shlomo to build the two houses. One, of course, is the Beis Hamikdash, which took seven years, and Shlomo's personal residence, which took 13 years. Um, you'll recall we said at the time, this is not to imply that Shlomo took twice as long with his own personal house. On the contrary, the Meforshim say, Shlomo never rested a day during the seven years of the building of the Beis Hamikdash, but with his own house, he was much more casual. There were breaks, there were uh, not regular work periods, etc. So it was not a measure of which he felt more dedicated to. So, uh, he builds both houses, a space Hashem, a space HaMelech. Now, Chira Melech Tzor Nisa Eshlomo Ba'atzei HaRozim Uba'atzei Kiroshim Uba'zahob L'chol Chefzo. So, Hiram, as we said, provided Shlomo with the cedar wood, which was a special product of Lebanon, the cypress wood, which was needed for the flooring of the base mikdash, and all the gold he needed for the gold inlay and the gold um, implements of the mikdash. Ozitain HaMelech Shlomo Lechiram, Esrim Ir Be'eretz HaGalil. Then Shlomo gives Hiram 20 cities in the Galil section of Israel. And this is what really puzzles the Mephoshim. For one, he's paid him already. Two, how could you possibly justify giving 20 cities in Israel to a king, no matter how helpful he was, but as a Nachri? You're not going to see 20 villages in Eretz Israel. Third, it's confounded more by the completely opposite version in Divrei Hayamim, which states that it was Hiram who gave 20 cities to Shlomo. So how do you resolve this? The Mephoshim, again, refused to accept the fact that Shlomo would give 20 cities to the king of Tyre. Rather, they interpreted as this was part of the agreement to provide provisions, that what Shlomo said 
was here, 20 cities, send your men there. They will harvest the produce from there and assemble it from there. They're not going to own it. It's not, it's like lease to them to develop the produce part of the agreement. Two, that they're both right, that Hiram gave 20 cities to Shlomo, and Shlomo leased these 20 cities to Hiram. In any case, the deal falls through in Pasuk Yud Beis. By Yetzeh Hiram Mitzor, Hiram leaves the land of Tyre, Lerosis Ha'arim, Asher Nasan Los Shlomo, and to personally inspect these 20 cities, but Lo Yashu they were not pleasing to him at all. And so Hiram says, What kind of cities are you giving me, my brother? And they are called Eretz Kobol. Kobol we interpret as being like filled with mud, where you're stuck in it, you're imprisoned by it, and that they're infertile. And it just, there too, it doesn't make sense. Why would Shlomo give his greatest ally and one of his dearest friends 20 horrible cities as a gift? It's, it's, it would be an insult. And so there too, the Mephorshim say that Shlomo's men occupied it and were able to transfer it. In any case, if you're worried that we're hanging in the balance, the friendship between Hiram and Shlomo, Pasuk Yudalit, Vayishlach Hiram Lamelech, Meyova Esrim Kikar Zahab. Hiram sends to Shlomo, we're not sure what it is for, Meyova Esrim Kikar Zahab, 120 Kikar Zahab, which is a tremendous amount even then, if you adjust it for inflation, it could be in the hundreds of millions. But in any event, what's it for? Is it for the payment of the gold? Is it just to show him no hard feelings about that transfer of the 20 cities? Or as some of Forsham explained, could it be even a form of one-upmanship where Hiram is saying, all right, so you gave me 20 infertile, muddy cities. I'm giving you gold as a gift just to cement the bris between us. So Hiram sends it. And now we go back. The relationship is fine. As you're going to see, it's going to go on to greater and bigger heights. And we go back to that tax. Remember, all this has got to be paid for. But interestingly, Shlomo never levies a fiscal monetary tax. It's an in-kind services where he saw he divided the land into regions and each region produced goods and services that were sent uh, to Hiram and also goods and services in building the uh, temple. Um, he used this to finance the building, as Beso, his house, remember that word, the Milo is an embankment in Yerushalayim, we're going to come back to that, and it financed the walls of Yerushalayim, he built Shlomo expanded building whole cities and restoring them, as we see, as Chatzor, as Megiddo, as Gozer and Gezer. 
Now we remember Gezer, as the next Pesach reminds us, Tesvav, Paro Melech Mitzrayim Allah Vayilkod as Gezer Vayisrafo Ba'esh. That was held by the Canaanim. Paro comes up and he takes it, gets, burns it to the ground Ba'esh. Beshaknani Yosheh Ba'ir Harag kills the Knani, but then turns it around by Yitna Shluchim Levito Esha Shlomo. He gives it as a dowry to his daughter, as it were, who marries Shlomo. Shlomo now goes on a building rampage. By even Shlomo as Gazer, the Esfres Choron Tachton, Lower Choron. There's Bolas, there's Tadmor, the Midbar, Ba'oretz. Then in the Midbar, he builds cities. There's Bolas, there's Tadmor. Tadmor has a pretty controversial history. For some reason, the Mephoshim show it was involved in the destruction of both houses. And you cannot intermarry with the Tadmor, uh, as we're going to see later. There's Kolare Hamiskinos, he builds storehouses all over the land. Asher Hoyu Lishlomo, Rechem, it stores his chariots. Besoreha Prussian, his personnel. Besheshek Shlomo, Asher Hashak, with Nos Nishalayim, Ulubal Noam, Ulubachol Eretz, Nishalcho. And it fulfills Shlomo's. Cheshet, that desire, which we said was a good thing, where he builds, he's the architect of a new Eretz Yisrael with all these cities and storehouses. And the portion point out here in can be not only storehouses for food, but for poverty, that he took care of the impoverished of B'nai Yisrael, providing them with food and resources. Remember, under Yoshua, they spared parts of the Canaanim that they never took, that they never occupied. And so there were Canaanim still there. So here, Shlomo uses them. These were the people B'nai Israel could not defeat. That's where he imposed the tax. Again, even with the Canaanim, the tax was not fiscal. The tax was in services. He didn't use them. He didn't conscript them. They were part of his army. What did you need an army? Shlomo was never at war. That's just the point. You keep a standing army, says the Mepharshim, just to keep the status that way. And so he keeps a standing retinue, a standing army of chariots and horsemen. Shlomo. Hamishima Hamesh Meos, he has 550. There's disagreement as to the actual numbers. Harodim Ba'am Ha'osim Ba'malacha, who oversee the people that are doing this vast urban rebuilding throughout Israel. Now, Achbas Paro also Meir David El Besa Asher Bonola Azbona Es Hamilu. Now, the Mephoshim tell us that all the time the Besa Mikdash was being built. Basparo lived in the area of Yerushalayim, in the precincts of Yerushalayim. After the Mikdash, Shlomo does not want her there. He doesn't want, he feels it's even wrong to have marital relations 
within the precincts of the Beis Hamikdash, and so he builds her her own house. Osbona es Hamilo. The inference is he builds that embankment we discussed called the Milo, and this is the subject of criticism. The Milo was a huge, huge open space where Bnei Israel could gather. More importantly, it was a site, say the Mephorshim, where on the Regolim, the multitudes that came into Yerushalayim would pitch their tents and camp out there. He expropriated the Milo, which was a public square, a huge public square, for his wife's castle or palace, as it were, and this draws criticism. Shlomo now brings for all the regalim all the sacrifices that are needed. He personally pays for it, sponsors it. Moreover, it's not just Shalosh Pamim Bashana, say the Mephoshim, it's Rosh Chodesh, it's the days of special holidays. Shlomo was the benefactor for all the public sacrifices of the people. The Now, Shlomo and Hiram undertake a very unique, powerful, profitable project together jointly. What he does, and here's Hamel Shlomo Be'etzion Gever, Asher Es Alo. He builds ships, he builds a mercantile trade, Be'etzion Gever, Asher Es Elot, Elot is, believe it or not, a lot, say the Mephorshim, as we know it today, at the bottom of the Straits of uh, Tehran, etc., on the Red Sea, the Eretz Edom. He builds an entire mercantile enterprise. Now, remember the Tira, the men of Tyre, of Hiram's nation, Lebanon, live on the Mediterranean. They are expert seafarers, expert mercantile uh, seamen and commerce people. And he teaches Shlomo, they unite together to form, form a very powerful mercantile industry. In other words, Shlomo, uh, what it is, Shlomo has done nothing less here than transfer Israel from an agricultural society to a mercantile one. They build a fleet. They build merchant marine. They build commercial ships that we're going to see have a very wide range. By Ophira, they come to Ophir. Ophir is properly thought must be on the eastern side of Africa. But yet, this is shocking. There are Mephorshim that say Ophir is what we call today Peru. Now, if that is the case, because remember Peru had gold, but so did the east coast of Africa. Um, and that it was, if it was in fact Peru, as some Mephorshim are saying, it emerges from this that Shlomo had to know the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere, even in those days. The ships traveled immense distances. By they take from their gold, Arba Meos for Eshen Kikar, 
420 kikors of gold. Again, a tremendous amount. Again, there's some differences to the exact amount. And it is brought to Shlomo. And so we see that they have established and joined with Hiram running the Mediterranean part of the operation, Shlomo running the Red Sea and the Gulf and the coasts of Africa, and they built an immense mercantile operation. And so now we are going to see Shlomo visited by one of the most mythical mystical, exotic women in all Tanakh, the Queen of Sheba, tomorrow, 8.45 a.m., Adkan.